Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. Got a Bible, go with me tonight to um, Matthew. Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 16. Uh, Matthew chapter 16 is where we're going to start. And in case we haven't met, my name is Brandon, and I'm one of the pastors, one of the leaders here at LYC. And uh, we're certainly thankful that you are here tonight. Uh, in case you don't know or you need to be reminded, uh, the entire reason we gather, uh, oh, would you turn my mic down just a little bit? Thank you. The entire reason we gather is because we really do believe that there is a real God. Someone said amen. amen. And uh, God actually does love us, care about us. He has a purpose. He has a plan for our life. And the Bible says that there is power in community, power in gathering, power in coming together to lift up the name of Jesus, uh, power in coming together to encourage one another. And there's actual life transformative power in opening the Bible and studying scripture. And uh, so before we even start tonight, I just want to kind of um, get us on the same page. I know I haven't been here in like three weeks. Um, Garrett said he was, what were you going to do if I wasn't here tonight? You had some elaborate plan. What were you going to do if I wasn't here? You, you don't want to share it? Uh, P.S. Tomorrow's April Fool's. Anybody, do you have good April Fool's plans? Yeah. And, and, no? Uh, Caspian, what's your April Fool's plan? We got to know. You're not at liberty to share. Okay. Do you guys want to hear, uh, this is off topic. Do you want to hear about the meanest April Fool's prank anyone's ever played on me? Yeah. You want to hear about it? So last year, I woke up. It was a normal uh, April 1st morning, like any other. And I woke up to a text. Have you ever gotten a text before that just really warms your heart? Like, just like oh, that, I, I needed that. And I woke up to a text and it said, Pastor Brandon, I just want you to know that I love you so much. And, um, you've been such a great spiritual leader in my life. And if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be as close to God as I am. And I just can't tell you how thankful I am for you. Thank you for everything that you do. You're the best. And I'm reading it like, wow, Sometimes, you know, you go to youth group on Wednesdays and you're like, what are you even doing with your life? Is this even working? Like, do people even care? But this is what I needed to, to, make, to help me to know what I'm doing makes a difference. And about the time that I'm about to respond, I get a follow-up text that goes, ha, April Fool's, just kidding. It's the, like, it's the meanest thing ever. How are you going to tell someone that you love them and you care about them and then go, ha, not, I hate you, April Fool's. Um, that text came from Garrett Jones. Um, <laughs> Matthew chapter 16, though, I haven't been here in three weeks. Uh, I've been uh, sick, and then I was traveling, and then I was exposed to COVID-19 through one of my kids, and uh, now I'm back. But we're in this series right now called Heart of the Matter, and we've been talking about how important the issues of our heart are. And I want to preface tonight, um, I'm not going to intentionally be, like, uber serious, and I'm not going to intentionally, like, get worked up and maybe talk with more of an aggressive tone than normal, but I just, I have such a sense that the, the word that the Lord has for us tonight is such an important, such a significant word for us to, to, to grasp. Um, so much so that I had a sermon that I've been so excited to preach for three weeks now, because I haven't been here, and I was excited to preach it tonight, and when I went to go kind of study for the week on Monday, I thought the Lord say, no, that's not that's not what I want you to share. I want you to share this instead. And I say that because tonight I really am just going to, to the best of my ability, preach the Bible and uh, care less about uh, maybe making sure that, um, that like it's, 
it's relevant or like funny or relatable. I just want for us tonight to really receive God's word. And uh, so are, are you giving me permission? Can I just preach tonight? Is that cool? Can I just share? Okay. Caleb's like, yeah, sure. Cool. I, I appreciate that. He's like, yeah, go for it. You're to- totally good. Um, so Matthew chapter 16, verse six. Here's what Jesus said. It's a very simple, short verse. And um, we're, we're going to unpack this tonight. But Jesus says this. He's talking to his 12 followers talking to his disciples, which by the way, anytime you read the Bible and Jesus is speaking to his disciples, you can pretty much go, oh, he's speaking directly to me because we are, if we put our faith and trust in Jesus, we are followers or disciples of Jesus. And so he's really speaking to us and he says this, watch and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. He, he says, watch and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Now, just to get it out of the way, in case this is important to you, um, if you're taking notes or you're like a super duper note taker, uh, I have two kind of titles for the sermon um, and I'll explain to you why I couldn't decide on either one and why I went with one. But the title of my sermon tonight officially on the screen is Talk to the Hand. Look at your neighbor and say, talk to the hand. Could just talk, talk, to, the, talk to the hand. Have you ever heard that expression before? Okay, let's, let's get a little embarrassing. Have you ever actually used that expression before? Like you've like, like, like in a serious way, like talk to the hand because the face will understand. Uh, there was like, what, I don't remember what, what it is. There's one like loser, loser. What if as, what, what is it, Matt? Come on, <laughs> loud and proud, stand up. What is it? It's like, this is like 10 years. This is how, guys, I'm so old. How old do you think I am, by the way? 30, I'm 32, this is true. Did you, since I heard 36 out there, my goodness. Um, 40, 49, shut it. Uh, but like 10 years ago, I remember middle schools being like, loser, loser, double loser. What if, as if, get the picture. It's like, a, I, I remember that. Um, it's like a whole hand. Mode. Do you remember that, Kimberly? Yes. It was like, loser, loser, whatever, as if, get the, I don't know. It was, it, was, it was very intimidating and it made you feel very small and very stupid. And seventh grade girls everywhere were ruling the world with this hand motion. Um, but talk to the hand, the face don't understand. It's kind of cheesy, but um, the reason that I was thinking about titling the sermon that is because what we're going to get to the conclusion tonight, all the way to the end of the sermon, talking to the end at the beginning, is Jesus encouraging us. We have to have this spirit and this attitude in these days that is not so gullible or not so easily deceived, but, but we can stand up to the lies of the enemy world and culture. I'm not, I am not receiving that. My, my, other, um, my other title that I was going to use, and this is like, this is so stupid, so I didn't use it. I told my wife and she's like, mm, no, is I was just going to title my, my sermon Sourdough Bread. Anybody, like, do you love sourdough bread? Yes. It's like the greatest bread that's ever been created, especially from Publix. Publix is the greatest sourdough bread of all time. But here, here, here's why I was going to title the sermon Sourdough Bread. Because we're, we're talking about this verse, Matthew 16, 6. And Jesus says, beware or watch out of the leaven. The, 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 the leaven. That word leaven, it's, it's a substance like yeast or something that you put in bread it's a very tiny, small amount, and you put it in dough, in, in like the dough before you cook it, and it's what causes the, the, the dough to, to do three things, to rise, to become light, and to become fluffy. And, and it was like way too creative for my own good. I'm like, ooh, ooh, sourdough bread, because God wants us to have a heart that is humble and, 
and not not like not not hard but it's like easily moldable and pliable and also like it's like dense and Jenny's like that's way too stupid please don't use that but but I'm I'm telling you all that because this word leaven it it's a picture of something so tiny and so small but but something so tiny and so small that actually has incredibly l- large effects um the 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 actual word, word leaven um, in the Bible, it's symbolic of doctrine, ideas, thoughts that although in small amounts corrupt and are pervasive and invasive by nature, and although a small amount changes something to a great degree. Now, you got to understand this to really get what Jesus is saying. He says, Matthew chapter 16, verse 6, you can leave it up there for a minute. He says, watch and beware. Have you ever been chased by a dog before? Has this ever happened to you before? I've been chased by a dog twice in my life. Once was a friend of mine asked me to go let their dogs out because I, I don't, I, I hope their dogs were okay. He's like, you're the only friend I have that's in the area. Could you please let my dogs out and, and give them food and water? And I've been over there multiple times. He's like, it's cool. Like they know you. He had a Doberman pincher and he had a, uh, it's uh, a Rhodesian Ridgeback giant dogs with giant teeth. And he's like, no worries, bro. I left the back door open. You can let yourself in. So I hopped that fence and these dogs come out, come out of the little doggy door and they chased me as I, I, I thought I was going to die. I was fending for my life. That word beware or watch, it, it's kind of the picture of you entering into a yard or a place that has a big beware of dog sign that even though you don't see the dog, even though you don't see the danger, you're on constant lookout and alert because you're aware of something present that may not be visible at the current time. And Jesus says, watch and beware of the leaven. Now, this is what I got so pumped about um, because I've never seen it like this. He says, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Anybody by show of hands, could you tell me who the Pharisees or the Sadducees are? Okay, Caleb, you put your hand up. Do you want to tell us? Yes. Uh, so the Pharisees and the Sadducees, I don't really know the difference between the two, but I know that they were kind of like the, um, like the religious like elders. That R- religious were, leaders of the time. The okay, yeah, religious time. Isaiah. All right, so, so religious leaders, yes. But, but check out how interesting this is. The Pharisees, and, and by the way, when I'm explaining this, I want you to, in your mind, do a little blues clues thinking and, and ask yourself, do these people exist in culture today? Because they do. The Pharisees were a group of religious leaders and they held to the tradition of the elders. Now, uh, there were no like printing presses back in the day. So the only way that the Bible, the only way that scripture, the law was passed down, was passed down through, 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 through oral communication. So the, the tradition of the elders, it wasn't even the written law. It wasn't even what the book actually said. It was the oral passing down or the passing down of traditions that were as binding as the actual written law. Jesus would expose there were many traditions this, this group of religious leaders had that actually they weren't even good representations of what the actual book said. It was just passed down, my grandpa said, and his grandpa said, and his grandpa said, and his aunt. It was the passing down of, of, of tradition. 
and they were incredibly ritualistic, incredibly religious and legalistic, and they held to this, these traditions that had been passed down. Now, come over here, the Sadducees. I always thought the Sadducees were religious leaders. I'm always like, yeah, they're religious people, but the Sadducees actually, actually, they were from socially elite families of the day. And, and these socially elite families of the day, they would, they, they would come from here and they rejected any kind of supernatural power and the, and the tradition of the elders. Over here, you had the Pharisees and they were all about, no, we are religiously, legalistically, this is our belief system. And the Sadducees not only rejected the supernatural power of God, they rejected the, the traditions of the elders and the teachings of the, of the law. And instead, they, they were given to two things, rational, uh, rationale and materialism. We're not living our life based on what this book says or what these traditions say. We're going to live our life based on what makes sense and on like stuff. Now, if, if you haven't caught it by now, and I mean, there's, there's so, so many uh, uh, similarities. Um, hey, just, just quick thought. If I'm in the monitor, can you take me out of the monitor if my mic's in here? Because there, there's some feedback and you can pull me out of here. Um, you, you look today in... Not that this is a political message, because it's not, but you have, you have Republicans and Democrats. You have, you have the right side, you have the left side. You have extreme conservative. We've always been, we've always, you have extreme liberal and progressive. You have two sides that are equally present in today's culture and in today's, today's world. And you can label them whatever you want, but the symbolism between the two so similar to this world we live in today where there are these two competing thoughts, these two competing worldviews, these two competing worldviews and thoughts and perspectives. By the way, do you know what the Pharisees and the Sadducees were most known for? They were most known for how much they hated each other. They were most known for how opposed they were and how at odds they were. And, and we have in today's culture a very similar, take, take politics out of it, ju just take worldview. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian, I'm a Jesus follower, and so I want to really hold to exactly what the Bible says. And I grew up in church. This is the way I've always seen it, the way I've always done it. This is the way my mom and my dad and my grandpa, and then you have over here. Now, I, I, I reject all of that. I, I reject any kind of supernatural and I'm, I'm all about just what makes the most sense and how do we live life to get as much stuff as we want and make sure that life makes sense from a rational, rationalistic perspective and also a, a materialistic perspective. And notice what Jesus said, because you would think Jesus would be like, yo, watch out for the Sadducees. But listen to what he said, Matthew 16, 6, he said, beware Beware and watch out of the leaven, the small, tiny, pervasive thoughts and ideas of both sides. If you're taking notes, you could jot this down. My first thought tonight is simply this, that it's the small ideas and thought patterns that really matter. The small ideas and thought patterns that really matter. I want to read you two, two verses 
James chapter one, if you uh, were at church on Sunday or you've listened to the sermon from Sunday, you've heard these, but James chapter one, listen to this, verses 14 and 15. It says, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Verse 15, then desire when it has conceived gives birth to sin and sin when it's fully grown brings forth death. James is telling you how you live your life. All of us, we live from thinking. Your entire life is lived from, from thinking. <laughs> Last night, I, I took Evelyn, she had soccer practice. By the way, I don't know if you play club sports, my, my daughter's playing soccer right now. She's only six. Um, and she had to go to the bathroom last night after soccer practice, Manchester Fields, whatever it's called. And so she's going to the bathroom, I'm sitting there. And I was listening to this soccer coach, like, like ream out this like 15 year old girl. And I'm like, someone needs to stand up for her. This coach is a jerk. My kid will never play. That's besides the point. But so we're going to soccer practice last night. And we, uh, we stop at Target. Why do we stop at Target? Because my daughter, Evelyn, has $10 burning in her pocket. Do you want to know why she has $10 burning in her pocket? Because her mom and dad are liars. That's why. She lost a tooth about a week ago and we for like five nights in a row forgot to put money under her pillow. And so I, I'm, I'm a liar. I know. Help me God. But I'm like, you know, the tooth, because she's really bleeding. I'm like, the tooth fairy is busy, babe. And sometimes, sometimes it takes more than one night. But here, 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 here's the good thing. Like the longer it takes, the more money you get. And like I told her that the first night, like I'll do $2. This thing dragged out for like a week. And I'm like, babe, we're in this thing for like 10 bucks now. This is the most expensive tooth of all time. So she has her $10 bill. So we go to Target. And, and she's standing there with her $10 bill. And she's just thinking, what do I want to buy? I had to tell her no for like five things. She's like, ooh, this right here, baby, that is $59.99. You don't even have close to that amount of money. Okay, okay, okay. And she's, she's thinking. She landed on some Crocs. I was pumped. They're, they're cool Crocs. But, but I tell you that because her decision to buy the Crocs started from a thought process. What do I want? What sounds good? What do I need? What would be really cool? And the longer she thought about and the longer she dwelt on the idea that she wants some Crocs like her best friend, Ansley, that she, James says, your whole life is lived from thinking. Your whole life, you have a thought and the longer you let that thought live there, the, the more it grows. The longer you let that thought live there and take residence in your mind, in your heart, the more that thought, the Bible uses kind of weird language, conceives like a man and a woman get together and make a baby. If you haven't had sex that, I apologize. Ask your mom and dad. But the, the thought, it, it does something with your desire. And the Bible says eventually what happens is that thought, it gives birth to a, a pattern of living. See, it's the small ideas, the small thoughts, ideas, ways of thinking that if we're not careful, they take up residence in our heart. And the more we think about that, the more we dwell on that, the more like that kind of does make sense. And I could kind of see it that way. And you know, so and so, and, and all of a sudden we don't realize it, but the way we see the world is changing. The, the way we see God is changing. All of a sudden, the way we see, and, and Jesus goes, hey, beware on both sides. Because how many of you know 
that on both sides of the equation, there's some jacked up people. He goes, hey, be, beware on both sides of this thing, of these small pervasive ways of thinking thoughts and ideas that aren't at all my, my ways. Because if you're not aware, what they'll do is they'll take up residence in your heart and they'll start from the inside out changing. You, number two, you can, you can jot this down. But, but we have to realize that we're living in a culture of, of leaven. We're living in a culture of leaven. What, what, what is leaven? Leaven is small, small ideas, small thought patterns. Now, don't be like, you're such an old fart. I can't believe you're, but, but I, I, I was re reading this passage and immediately, you know what I thought about? I thought, I have so many small ideas and thoughts and patterns rolling around in my heart because I spend too much time on Instagram. And, and the more I thought about it, the more I thought we actually live in a culture where we are, we are continually barraged with 30 second, 60 second clips of information that, that we think really matters. I, I don't know about you, I can watch a one hour documentary on Netflix and I become an expert. I'm like, yo, actually, in case you wanted to know what like, what you really should be eating when it comes to organic food, should you go vegan? Should I watched the documentary, it was 45 minutes, I know everything. And we live in this culture where, where all of a sudden we, we've become experts and we've become professionals and we've become so opinion. You know, the, Bible, the Bible says this, the Bible goes, yo, be careful because a little bit of knowledge, it puffs up. Like the, the real reason that I was um, thinking about titling the sermon Sourdough Bread is because I'm reading this and P.S. so you know, I always, like my sermon has to, has to change me before I, before I preach it. And, and I'm reading this and I'm going, Brandon, okay, God wants your heart to stay soft and pliable before him. Like God wants you to actually be, like be a person of substance, yet there are areas of my life where my heart is hard, my heart is calloused. I'm, forgive the cheesy analogy, I'm puffed up like sourdough bread with a little bit of leaven. I, I, I got pride in my heart. All of a sudden, rather than being a person of substance, I'm a person of air. And, and, and my opinions and my thoughts, they're really weighted and they're based in a whole lot of of nothing if I really get down to it. Why? Because my heart is barraged with leaven all the time. And Jesus goes, beware, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Second Timothy chapter four, verse three through four, and, and, and we're, we're gonna kinda, kinda end right here. But, but I want you to see something that Paul says. Second Timothy chapter four, uh, verses three through four. Paul, Paul says this. I'm reading this out of the ESV version. He says, um, I hate it when there's the wrong scripture on the screen. It's all my fault. Because um, I gave you the wrong notes. Uh, I'm so sorry. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 through 4. My bad. That's my B. Owen and Bradley, you are amazing. That's my bad. Let me, let me just read it to you real quick. Well, you're incredible. Paul, Paul says this. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. The time is coming when people will literally not endure the teaching of God's word. P.S., can anybody guess who Paul is writing 2 Timothy to? To us, to Christians, to the church. He goes, hey, just, just a heads up, there's gonna be coming a time 
where you, the church, will no longer endure the actual teaching of God's word, but instead will have itching ears and will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. I mean, it's not that I don't love the Bible. It's not that I don't love Jesus. It's not that I'm not like into the things of God. It's just, I don't like what this person's saying. And so I'm going to search YouTube and I'm going to search social media and I'm going to go find like what people say the things that I really like and resonate with. There's this really dope app. I'd actually recommend it. It's called Faithful, I believe, but it's like this Christian YouTube where you can go and uh, I'm verifying what the app is called, where yeah, it's called Faithful, where you can go and you can like listen to sermons from all these different preachers, but there's no advertisements. And I'm like, that's kind of, that's kind of a dope app. But, but what, what made like, what made me go, that's kind of weird is when I downloaded the app, you know, the first thing it asked me, it, it, it asked me, what preachers do you like to listen to? The first thing the app asked me was, hey, what preachers and what topics do you like to listen to? We will create for you a playlist of sermons that suit your, your own fancies. Hey, I know you are here, and I'm not down in the app. I use the app almost every day. I like listening to sermons. But, but we're living in a culture where this is the norm. Hey, hey, man, welcome to Christianity 101. You can download an app and literally go, I like this preacher and this topic. I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to hear this. I don't. And, and we will create for you playlists and devotionals that suit your own fancies. So you can have the illusion of spiritual growth that's actually a delusion. He says, just know that the time is coming where people will not endure sound teaching. They'll have itchy ears and they'll accumulate for themselves teachers that suit their own passions. Verse four. And they will turn away from listening to the truth and listen to this and wander off into myths. Have you ever heard someone that has like a really weird idea about something? Have I told this story? Does anybody, do you know what I used to think organic food was? You, you, you do know? Can, can I tell you in case you don't know? Um, I don't know where I got this from. I used to think that organic meant that it had never been touched by human hands. I was convinced. Organic, yeah. Organic tomato means it's never been touched by a human hand. It's, I, I, don't, I don't know where I got, like what a stupid idea. And I'm standing in Harris Teeter right here on Gold Hill and I'm, I'm watching this dude stock the shelf and I'll never forget, I'm sitting there and I'm like, wait a minute it's not organic anymore. He's ruining the organic. And then it like, it dawns on me like, you're such an idiot. How can that even possibly be what organic food means? Because that's organic food. The moment you touch it to eat it, it's not organic anymore. And I, I, I went over to the guy and I'm like, hey man, uh, question for you, just a clarification. What does organic mean? And he explained it to me and I'm like, that makes so much more sense. But the Bible goes, when it comes to life, you know what's gonna happen is because of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, because of, because of this bite-sized snippet, cool thought, cool idea, because of the, the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, people will start going, I don't, I'm, I, I don't really got, got a taste for like good, like good Bible anymore. I want a playlist that makes me feel spiritual and religious, yet doesn't challenge any of the myths and ideas that I'm formulating because I'm becoming so elevated and educated in my, in my thinking. 
w- welcome to Christianity today. W- th- this is so not, not the point, but um, did you know there's a lot of people that are going to hell? That's like, I know that that's like, well, you, I, well, did you say that just now? Um, I, I, I was talking to a friend the other day and, and he was, he was telling me how bad he felt for, for a, another friend of ours. And the more he started talking about the reason he felt bad for them, it had absolutely nothing to do with the fact that they've rejected the faith and have self-proclaimed a certain belief that there is no God. And if, if I'm just being straight with you, that when Jesus comes back, they will not be going, going to heaven. And I'm like, what? hold on real quick. You feel bad for them and you're grieved be, because there's some people trying to help them like come back to Christ. You have no care or concern for their, but welcome to the world we live in today where we really care more about just like, you know, being progressive in our thinking and making sure than we do about the reality that there are souls who are desperate for Jesus. And, and do, do you know what Jesus said? He, he said, um, we are his body. And the reason so many people have so many like bad ideas and experience when it comes to church and God and religion is because of us. Like not in this room, but like it at large Be, because we're all over the place. And, and no longer do we really want God's word to change and transform us. No, we just want to create good playlists that help us feel good about our version of Paul goes, ah, you be careful. Jesus goes, hey guys, I'm not going to be here physically, visibly. Just beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Be, just, you just got to beware. Like watch out, be, beware. And Paul goes, hey, remember, just know in these last days, people are going to be like, I'm done with this. Can you please just create for me a playlist that makes me feel good and fancies my, my current ideas and preferences that if I want in two weeks, if I change my mind, I, I, can, I can change those preferences. But listen to what Paul says, and we're, we're going to close right here. Kimberly, you could come play. That'd be awesome. Um, listen to what Paul says in, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, 4, verse 5. He says this. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5, he says, but as for you, as for you, this might, might be kind of weird and I apologize, but would you just close your eyes for a second? If you're like, no, nah, I'm not cool with that, then don't close your eyes. I don't care, but um, just cl- close your eyes for a second. I want you to hear those words like Paul is speaking to you tonight because the reality is the Bible is the actual living, breathing words of God that speaks today. And Paul, he, he was writing to this church in Ephesus, but God is speaking to you tonight. And Paul says, but as for you, Always be sober-minded. Endure suffering. Do the work of an evangelist and fulfill your ministry. You, you, you can open your eyes. If you're taking notes, you can drop this down. Th- third thought. Stay grounded. Endure. Preach. Fulfill. Jesus says, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Beware of these small, little, tiny, it's not a big deal, who cares, ways of thinking that will will change you from the inside out. Paul says, just know in the last days, a time will come where people will reject the actual living, breathing words of God. And they'll create for themselves 
myths, ideas that suit their own fancies. They will have a customizable, have it your way Christianity. He says, but as for you, as for you, 2 Timothy 4, he says, as for you, I want you to always be sober-minded. I, I want you to walk through life with, with, with this, this sober mentality that says, God, I don't ever want to allow the leaven of the fair. God, I, I want to be sober-minded. He, he, he says, but as for you, stay sober-minded. Would you, would you throw that up there for me again, Brad? 2 Timothy 4, 5. As for you, stay sober-minded. Endure suffering. In other words, can, can we just, like, and if this is not you, that's cool, but can we just all come to this conclusion if we're a follower of Jesus? We didn't sign up for following Jesus because we wanted to win a popularity contest. And here's the reality. Hey, beware of the leaven of both sides. Did you know that standing up for the truth of God's word, it will often put you at odds with 90% of the population. And that's why he says, Timothy, but as for you, stay sober-minded. Endure difficult times and do the work of an evangelist. Be the person that actually will continue to share the gospel, that will actually continue to preach God's word, that will not compromise and will not back down, but will keep saying the truth of what God has said. And lastly, fulfill your ministry. You have an assignment, you have a calling from God. God's actually called you, purpose and plan you. And Paul says, Timothy, fulfill your ministry. Stay grounded, endure, preach, fulfill your call. Last scripture, 2 Timothy 2.15. Brandon, how, how in the world do I do this? Paul writing Timothy, same chapter. He says, Timothy, do your best. Someone say, do your best. Do your best. Um, no pressure. Do, did you know that your best is not my best? That my best is not, do your best. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. Listen to this. A worker who has no need to be ashamed because they can rightly handle the word of truth. You, you know what some translations say? Some translations say, say, Timothy, study to show yourself one who understands the scripture. Do you know how, how we, we stand firm? Do you know how we don't become sourdough bread? You know how we have a mentality that we can, we can hear leaven and go talk to the hand, loser, loser, double, double loser, as if what we, we have to give ourselves to God's word. We have to be ones that go, I actually care about my Bible and I actually care about God's word and I actually care about, about like studying and, and about like understanding because God has an assignment on my life. And Paul goes, listen, Timothy, God wants you to have no need to be embarrassed or ashamed or insecure because you don't know what the heck you're talking about. All right, I, I, I close with this. I close with this. Um, please, please name for me one profession. Name for me one job. Name for me one field of anything that after five years, 10 years, 15 years, there isn't an expectation that someone could come to you and you would be an expert in that field. I can't think of one. If you can think of a job or, or a field of study 
or a hobby that after 5, 10, 15 years of, of being a part of it, you would not be able to be approached as one who is in, I, I actually can think of one, following Jesus. You know how many people been in church their whole life? They don't know jack squat about nothing. You know how many people have come to youth group every single week for all of their high school, but they, they don't feel confident to share the gospel with someone? You know how many people that I've been coming to church for X amount of years, but they get embarrassed to pray on their, something's wrong with that. Something's wrong with the fact that we can follow and serve Jesus. And, and it's what Paul's saying, hey, you gotta be careful because if you're not, you'll find yourself in a place where you don't know how to rightly handle this thing. And what he's really saying is when you stand before God and at some point, it'll just be embarrassing. It, it'll just, it, it, you, you, you'll feel embarrassed and go, God, I know I should know. I, I, I had someone text me this past week and then I'm, I'm done, I promise. They said, Pastor Brandon, and I won't tell you the question because it's too silly. Pastor Brandon, I have a neighbor and they're asking me this question about the Bible and they're telling me if I don't know how to answer, they're not gonna believe in Jesus. Ah, what do I say? And I didn't know whether to laugh or cry because I thought you've been going to our church for 10 years. You're in your 50s. And you're, you don't have the ability to, to talk to your neighbor about the scripture? Something so basic and so not a big deal. That's what Paul's saying though. Stand firm, Timothy. Endure. Keep teaching God's word. Be, be one who fulfills your call. Why? Because you've studied. We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.